Hey, good evening, church. It's great to be with you. My name is Scott. I am the uh, pastor here at Bethany North. Perfect. We didn't need it. We did not need that. It's gone. Like, what was, what just fell? You'll never know. Hey, I am excited to get to share briefly with you the good news of Jesus' birth. As we consider everything that we've been talking about tonight, the, the lightheartedness of the Minecraft build, uh, the sincerity of the singing, uh, the special scriptures read over us tonight, uh, for people who follow Jesus, is the most special night. It's the night that lives are changed, the most impactful story ever told. And my message tonight is simply called Saying Yes, as we consider Mary and consider our role in the story. Would you uh, pray with me now? Jesus, thank you so much for a moment to consider your life within our lives. And just as we consider Mary and consider Jesus, your life here on earth, would you help us all connect to what it means to say yes as your people? And together, all God's people said, amen. Amen. I just, uh, as we get going here in just a moment, um, I want to say a big thank you for coming. Some of you come every week or quite often, and this is like part of your regular routines. And many others, this maybe is the first time, or maybe this is an annual tradition. And together this evening and those online, we're here together. Uh, and so I'm just so grateful that you're here. And the hope that for all of us is that you would feel a deep connection in God's spirit to your own story tonight, that this story of Jesus' birth would be more than just tradition, uh, that it would be significant and would matter in each of your lives today. Um, it's humbling to be able to share God's word on this night, Christmas Eve. And um, we have been talking all month long for people that have been coming about the birth line of Jesus Christ. We're going to be talking about, the, uh, about Mary tonight, Mary, the mother of Jesus, in this big, complicated family tree. We've been talking about how God uses unlikely heroines, women of valor and grit and grace, to bring forth the good news of Jesus Christ. And there's these surprising women that we've, that we've talked about over the last month in the storyline of Jesus. And you can go back and hear those messages online. But the big idea tonight that I want you to know is that God's not scared of messy stories. God's not scared of humans that make a mess of things. That Jesus came to redeem us all. And Jesus takes the messes and brings his glory. And so there's no situation here tonight that feels too far from the redemption that is Jesus Christ. For us as a people group, we have all been through different things, but many ups and downs. Um, but the life of purpose and depth and meaning is the life of Jesus within us. No matter what we've been through as a people, no matter what we've been through in the last year, the last month, the last week, Jesus came to bring good news to our life. Uh, in my own story, uh, I want to just briefly uh, we had this really crazy thing happen to us yesterday as we were coming back from Hood Canal to be ready for Christmas Eve services. And my family and I were traveling uh, north on Highway 101 outside of Hoodsport. And we came around a corner uh, going almost 50 miles an hour on a sheet of ice. And there was a tree laying across the road. And as I hit the brakes and the truck started, or the Yukon started to spin one way where there was power lines to the tree. And then the other way where there was a drop off and trees below figured out in a brief moment the only way to really live, quite frankly, felt like going straight through this tree. And as we crashed through and limbs came crashing through the car and shattering our windshield and spraying us with glass, there was this really significant moment 
that then even this morning as I was reflecting in prayer about, God, what is it that matters most in this life? Like, that's the thing with crisis and fear. It allows us to really analyze our priorities and to take a deep look at the reason that we exist. And so when I think about yesterday's accident, it makes me even double down all the more on the importance of tonight. And as we consider the story of Mary and her giving birth to Jesus, there's this phrase that comes through Mary's story that we'll use here as a jumping off point tonight, that Mary was blessed by belief. And this will be a phrase that I'm going to use to kind of unpack that we are blessed by belief and belief only. And so my hope is that we are all blessed in hearing this message. And I want you to look at somebody on your left and just say that phrase to them. Just say, you'll be blessed by belief. Look them in the eyes deeply. Say, you'll be blessed by belief. And if there's nobody there, turn to somebody on the right and say, you'll be blessed by belief. Because this is the message tonight. And it matters for every one of us in the room that we are blessed, that we are significant for a different purpose than just what the world says we're blessed by. We're blessed by belief. And belief in Jesus is the gateway to the life of faith and hope and love and mercy. Blessed by belief. So let's start here really simply. Let's, let's start at that first word of that phrase, blessed, as we consider the story of Mary. She was blessed by belief. No matter our difficulties, if our identity is in Christ, we will be blessed. The Bible says that this is the genealogy, the family tree of Jesus the Messiah, which is here on my right. Jesus the son of the, Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. The story continues on Jacob, the father of Joseph, who is the husband of Mary. Now Mary was the mother of Jesus, of Jesus who was called Messiah. And skipping ahead just a few verses, we're still in Matthew 1, she will give birth to a son and you're to give him the name Jesus because he'll save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they'll call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So you have this family tree, and then a virgin birth, and then God with us. And you might be asking, what's all happening here? It's kind of messy that Jesus is both part of a family line, but he's also born to a virgin. The big thing I want you to know as we've been considering the heart of Jesus all month long, is again that God likes to take messes and bring about his blessing. God's not scared of our messes. He's not scared of our brokenness. God takes messes and brings blessing. And there's a great contradiction between blessing in the eyes of the world and blessing in the eyes of God. In the world's eyes, what blessing looks like is often skin deep. It's a life of accumulation or or, or of you know, physical beauty, a life devoid of pain. It's often temporal. But in the life of God, in the family of God, Jesus said you can be blessed even as you suffer. You can be blessed even as you mourn. You can be blessed even when you endure pain. And so blessing then for those that follow God is about being in relationship with God and others. It's deeper than what the world said blessing is. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians that God is able to bless you and bless you abundantly. Blessing isn't about being perfection or being perfect or about being sin-free. It's about relationship with Jesus and relationship with others. God had said to Abraham back in the Old Testament, see, I'll bless you and I'll make your name great and then you'll be a blessing and all the nations of the world will be blessed through you. This is the way of God, the being blessed in order to bless others. 
And the Bible tells this incredible love story about Jesus who came in order to bless us. We were made friends, not for judgment. We were made for blessing. We were made for relationship. We were made to be filled with God's spirit. We were made to be filled with relationship with God. And I know that can feel hard to believe because the world has a way of beating you up. But in God, we have a different story. He created us on purpose, for purpose. We were made to be loved. And so I'll say it again, we were made to be blessed by God no matter what we've endured. About 700 years before Jesus, there was the prophet Isaiah who says, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The shoot will come even when things look like a stump. Even when things look lifeless, there's new life from dead places in Christ. And the story of God is one that takes what the world sees as a stump and brings the life of God's spirit as a shoot. Because nothing can keep a living thing from reproducing. And God's blessing will not be thwarted by evil, will not be distracted or discouraged. And God is intent on blessing you with relationship. And so let me just ask you, what feels like a mess in your life, maybe a stump, that you want God to bless in the year ahead? Maybe it's a vocation. Maybe it's your spiritual life. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's a financial situation. I don't know what brings you here this evening, but I do know that God is intent on bringing new life to dead places. Heather and I lived in Los Angeles when we were newly married, and our backyard looked like something out of Jumanji because it was like 14 years untouched. It was like a jungle. And so I did what any homeowner does, went, bought a chainsaw and a rake, cleaned that thing up, cut all the trees down, and then rolled out sod. And it looked fantastic. For a very short time and then the saplings started to come up all through my brand new lawn I thought oh no but the reality is if you don't deal with the roots then the shoots will always come I don't know where your heart is this evening but I do know that God can redeem every broken thing within you he wants to bless you in the same way he blessed Mary so we have this part one of the phrase that Mary was blessed let's look at part two she was blessed by belief to, to be like Mary, to be a light in this world, you need to say yes to Jesus. It's kind of a key phrase tonight, saying yes to the Lord. The scripture says, blessed is she, Mary, who has believed. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. He's been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. Mary said yes to the opportunity of being faithful to Jesus. And in this way, friends, we're all invited into the story because the mighty one has done great things, not just for her, but for us. And we have this opportunity to say yes like Mary. One scholar, Donna Otto, she said about Mary, she says, the life of Mary shows that great things, important things, always begin with someone saying yes to God and then moving along one yes at a time. One yes at a time. Now, I don't know where God is going to draw you into saying yes to a spirit, yes to his invitation, yes to following him more deeply in the year ahead. God wants you to say yes to the life of belief 
that he's offering every one of us. And the scriptures are really, really clear that in Christ, all who believe are made worthy of relationship in God's family. The scripture said in 2 Corinthians 1, for all the promises of God in him are yes, and they're amen, to the glory of God through us. Like we get to be the image bearers. We get to be the light bearers. We get to be the people of hope in a darkened world to say, yeah, I've been blessed by believing in God, but all can be blessed. We get to live the invitation. This is what Isaiah was saying in Isaiah 9-2, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. And let's be honest, we've experienced darkness. We've experienced struggles. We've been hurt or we've been through rough times like my family sliding through the crash down tree and still God is good. And he longs to bless us as a people with belief and deepening this invitation of participation that we get to be part of the family of God. So what does it mean to say yes? It's like, all right, let's say yes. What does that mean? What does it mean to say yes? It means, first of all, saying yes to being in relationship with Jesus Christ. Saying yes is as simple as praying in your heart, God, I want to say yes. I want to be part of a family of God. I want to be part of this church. I want to be saved by you. I'm tired of doing life alone. Help me be blessed by belief. And the Bible's really clear that when we say yes to Christ, that we are blessed with the full gift set of the Holy Spirit by simply saying yes. And secondly, saying yes means being part of the journey together, that we, like that, that scripture to Abraham, that we would be blessed to be a blessing, that we would be the church, that we would be people of light, that we'd be retelling the greatest love story ever told, that our life as a church, as a family, as a people group, as relationships, that we would have a purpose to be image bearers of Christ, that we'd be saying yes to be people of conviction and not hatred, that we'd be saying yes to be people of hope and not despair, that we'd be saying yes to people of justice and not complacency, that we'd be saying yes to being alive with the light of God, saying yes to a heavenly sent purpose, that our life has purpose in experiencing the yes of Jesus within us. To be the light, you need only say yes to God. That we would be set on fire with the love of God, that we'd have a purpose, that we'd have a hope, that we could say yes to the eternal significance of being blessed by belief. There was a a, a phrase by one of the uh, great reformers, John Wesley, who said, uh, to light yourself on fire with passion and people will come for miles to watch you burn. What do you burn for? What significance does your life have? What goodness do you represent to a city and a nation that desperately needs to be reminded that we are blessed by belief, that that identity is where we find our foundation? And you're invited, friends, into that family. You're invited into that story. I want to tell you a story here as we close. It's, it's called The Fable of the Three Sons. And to tell it well, I'm going, to need, I'm going to need some props because let's be theatrical. Let's tell good stories. The story of God is the best story ever told, but I want to just tell you a story, the story of the, the three fables. There was a father in a distant land some time ago, and he had three sons. 
And he had built his family business, but he was ready to pass it on. And so he brought his three sons in, and he gave them each a dollar. This is some time ago, like inflation, like what can you buy with a dollar? But just go with me. It was some time ago. He brought his three sons, and with a dollar each, he said, I want you to fill the room with light. I want you to do something of significance with your one good life, your one dollar. So the boys went off and they hatched a plan and they came back into the room where their father waited to hand over his business. And the first son, the oldest son, he said, Father, I, I, I purchased something to fill the room. He said, what did you purchase? He said, I bought hay and it signifies my labor. And so he grabbed his hay and he started to just throw it wildly around the room, like wildly and I hope none of you have hay fever. And he started to just fill and work. And his father, I won't do the rest because we have another service. But. And in time, the hay fell and the father looked. And he said, very good, son, but you didn't fill the room with your efforts or your labor. The second boy was brought forward. What did you buy to fill the room? And the son said, oh, father, I... I did well. I brought the most luxurious feather pillow I could buy. And this signifies comfort and leisure and luxury. And I'll stop about there because there's another service. And the boy sat watching in awe as the feathers filled the room for a moment, a longer moment than I anticipated. But soon they said, you really didn't fill the room. The third boy was brought forward and said, what did you spend your dollar on? He said, Father, I knew that the world needed me to be a light. And I was presented with an opportunity with people that needed the money. They were hungry, they were poor, they were destitute. So I gave almost all of it away. I gave 90 cents of it away. And the older brother sneered and they said, but you didn't fill the room. And then the boy said... But with 10 cents, I bought only matches and a candle. And then the room got pretty dark. And the boy lit his match. That we have to be careful of with all the hay on the ground. <laughs> and he lit his candle. And he put it on display. And what the boy saw was that his light had filled the room. He filled the room just with a simple act of loving others and putting his gifts on display, he filled the room. He filled the room. Now, friends, we will not have a life of significance by our effort alone. This, this, this looks okay. It, it's smoking. This is part of the dramatic effect. Don't you love, like, live theater, live preaching? <laughs> You never know what's going to happen when God shows up. We will not be significant by our work alone. I know. We've tried that. We will not be significant by what we accumulate in the world, by our trips or our travels or our 401k. Like, what do we really have to bank on in this life? It's a gift of love. It's, it's, it's being blessed by belief in Jesus Christ. It is saying yes to a life of eternal purpose that says, though we will fail at times, God will work in our lives. And so my great hope for you as a people is that you will be defined not by your labor, not by your accumulation or your leisure, 
but by God's light within you. And this is an invitation now to say yes to a life of being blessed by belief in God. I will tell you, being 48 years old, I have seen people my entire life who sought to be defined by anything other than Christ and their efforts like hay and feathers failed. But those that seek Jesus first and put their trust in him, they have a hope and a belief to give significance to life. They have an identity. They have a purpose. So I'm going to call our band back, and we're going to move into a final set of worship, and we're going to move into a time of prayer. And I want to just um, encourage you, for some of you, as you um, think about what does it mean to be blessed by belief, that I would encourage all of us to be thoughtful right now. It doesn't matter if you're in elementary school or college or a senior citizen. It doesn't matter if you're somebody who's been in relationship with Jesus for a long time, or maybe tonight's the first time of hearing aspects of Jesus' story. We are blessed by belief in Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord and says, Father, I want to follow you, that we are blessed to be part of the family of faith. So will you pray with me now? And this is going to be a bit of a participatory prayer. I'm going to invite every head to bow, and I want to enter into prayer now. Holy Lord God, as we pray, as we consider what it means to say yes to a divine invitation and being blessed by belief, God, we confess ways that we've tried to just work our way towards significance or accumulate our way towards goodness. God, we know that the only real blessing is being in your family. It's a blessing that will endure no matter the difficulties we face. And so God, we as a group here assembled and people watching online, we know there are people that want to say yes for the first time or want to say yes to you in a new ways. And God, we love the sounds of children right now. We love it because all of heaven is singing as well. So let the children sing. Let the, let the murmurs and gagas of the little ones because it's a blessing being in this room together. It's, a, it's good. And, and Lord, we know that there are some that want to consider saying yes to you for the first time or want to say yes to you in a new way because their life feels empty or broken or just a little bit like a piece of hay or a feather that drifts to ground, not emboldened by your spirit. And so God, would you take those of us that want to say yes to you right now and just draw our spirits unto you? Because your scriptures are really clear. If we want to join your family, all we have to do in the stillness of our own hearts, even right now while we pray, is say, Lord Jesus, and you can say these words in your heart, Lord Jesus, I want to follow you. You can say these words in your own heart. Help me say yes to you, God. I want to be blessed by belief. And how amazing is it, God, that we get to, by simply saying yes to your divine love, we get to be folded into your family. And while we pray and while our heads are bowed, if that is you this evening, if you feel like you want to make a new connection to Jesus, if you want to reconnect to Jesus, if you've gone through a long, dark time and want to feel a new burst of his spirit and his goodness in your life, from just where you're sitting, Will you just either raise your hand or just look up and make eye contact with me so that I can know that you are making a divine commitment tonight. You are making a heaven new commitment to Jesus Christ. From where we sit, if you want to join the family of God, if you want to say yes, simply raise your hand, simply lift your eyes, and heaven rejoices when people join his family. So may you be 
filled with God's spirit. The little ones that are raising hands, the older ones, you get to say yes to being part of God's family. All of God's promises are yes and amen. So Father, as we continue to pray, our hearts are grateful. Thank you for the ability to laugh and worship and sing and celebrate your life, your birth, that is the greatest blessing. And tonight, we want to believe that in new and powerful ways. And all God's people said, yes and amen. Will you stand with us? We're going to sing a couple songs in just a moment. We're going to move into our candle lighting. And then our great big surprise will happen at the end of our service.